Yani merhaba everyone. Welcome to the 11th episode of Sesta and Island Talks podcast. This is Meltem calling from Famagusta. Today I'm hosting the very last episode of Sesta Bufferfringe special series and I'm accompanied by Bufferfringe's first day curator Rafi Fagali and the festival's third day curator Derya Ulubatlı. Rafi is a director, storyteller, performer, percussionist, theater and sound designer and peace builder. He has directed more than 25 theater of the oppressed, improvisational theater and scripted performances since 2009. As a performer, he has performed in more than 60 shows worldwide under many international directors. Rafi is one of the people who brought Impro to Lebanon in 2009 and he has recently embarked on a journey taking him back to his storytelling roots. He launched his first autobiographical monodrama, Pier Gint of Burj Hamoud, in 2018. Daria is an art historian who specializes in Cypriot art, bicommunal art projects and the role of art in peacebuilding. After completing her undergraduate education on Art history at Mimar Sinan Fine Arts University, Daria studied for her master's degree on history and criticism of art at Milan University. Her master research was on bicommunal art projects and their contributions to the reunification of the island. Now she is writing her PhD thesis on war, migration, otherness, and border themes in Turkish Cypriot art and conducting research on art in Cyprus and Cypriot artists under the umbrella of Eastern Mediterranean University's Center for Cyprus Studies. Dear Rafi and Daria, thank you very much for joining me today at this final episode of Sesta Bufferfringe Special Series. Hopefully only for this year. Rafi is joining us from Lebanon. It is such a pleasure to be hosting both of you. A warm welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you very much for, you. for having us. Um, let's start with the basics here. How did you both get involved with the Bufferfringe Performing Arts Festival? Okay, so so um, so my my involvement was first um, by by being a performer in the festival in two thousand and I think nineteen, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's actually the show you just uh, mentioned, the uh, Pirgint of Bush Hamoud. Uh, it was uh, curated uh, and performed in the in the festival. And after that, I know I kept uh, I kept a, a relationship with with the festival. And uh, this year. Uh, they asked me to curate the first day. This is my first time um, in this festival, which is very exciting for me. Uh, when Elada called me for this project, I was very busy actually, because I have uh, other projects and I was working in a newspaper in the north. And I was very busy and I said, okay, I will not accept any other project. Uh, any other offer but when she asked this to me I said okay buffer fringe as something very special for Cypriot art for art like internationally let's say so I accepted and I'm very excited I'm also very excited and um Let's talk about your work in particular for Bufferfringe, because you have selected the works for first and third day of Bufferfringe Performing Arts Festival, and these works had to comply with the theme Pockets Beyond. What works from which artists can we expect to see on the first and third day of Bufferfringe, and how did the artists respond to this theme? I'll curate the third day of Buffer Fringe 2022, which is the last day of the festival. 
Um, actually, my curatorial concept for this year's Buffer Fringe is based on otherness and intersubjectivity. Intersubjectivity is a theory funded by the German philosopher Edmund Husserl on the interaction between subjects. And when he wrote about the concept of the other, he spoke of the need to focus on intersubjectivity rather than isolated subjects. So here I see the pocket, which is the main theme of this year's festival, as a meeting point of different identities. So we, together with artists and hopefully the audience, will try to transform the buffer zone into a common space where differences can meet, collaborate, and exchange ideas for creating new stories, which is actually very similar to the nature of buffer zone, because it's a meeting point between two parts of Cyprus, for example, we have the home for cooperation where people meet and produce together and try to understand each other for peace building. So actually, this was my inspiration because there are various norms in different societies and sometimes people have to hide their identities, real lifestyles and characters in order not to be seen as other or marginalized because of their differences. And our identities bring with them some rules that are taught and transmitted by the society in which we were born and marginalizing those who are not from us is the result of these norms, actually. So here the pocket can be thought of as areas outside of these taught norms. And building on Husserl theory, we can think of pockets as private places where intersubjectivity can be experienced, a space um, where we can put all diversities and create a common meeting point where various subjects can live and produce together beyond identities constructed by their societies. So we will try to see if art can be one of the means of this communication, if it can create new pockets or if this collaboration can start through artists. And to select the artworks, initially we went through over 200 applications that I tried to choose the more interactive ones, let's say, because for this concept, we need interactive works that seem ready for um, collaboration with the other and open to communication or give us clues to understand the other. So based on this, now we have four main and two parallel events on the third day. Really exciting, Daria. Yes, to you. My, my, my uh, experience, uh, especially of the curating, has been a little bit different. I have never uh, curated anything in my life. I, I always say I, I, I barely have the capacity to curate my own uh, clothes or lunch. So it was a very, very big challenge for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I thought of, I thought of it as um, let's, uh, let's, let's look at it as, uh, as if I am directing a day of performances. And uh, this is how it started. So for me, it was more of uh, struggling with 270 applications, all of which I wanted to see <laughs> happening, uh, and then realizing that it's impossible. And uh, when, when I was asked to, uh, to bring a shortlist, uh, 
to our first meeting, our first curators meeting, my shortlist was around 50 artists. You know, I was like, even those, even getting from 270 to 50 was torture. I'm not going uh, below 50. <laughs> and, I, and of course, that was uh, illogical on all levels. Uh, but what happened is during that same um, period, that same uh, meeting is uh, I was, uh, we were also supposed to, to, to pick the, the location in which that first day was going to happen. And um, and to be honest, when I was uh, uh, when I met uh, or when I was uh, when I saw, let's say, uh, Rustem Bookshop, I felt this is it. You know, I mean, there is nothing else that can uh, that can that can be better than this. Uh, it, it talked to me. It told me that you know this is what's going to happen. And not only that, it actually did my work for me. I didn't have to actually go through the fifty applications again and kill myself in in, in finding the um uh, uh the shows the space itself told me what the shows should be it, it looked to me like i was devising or directing uh, a site specific performance where uh, uh rustam bookshop is the uh, uh, site is the place and these performances uh the four performances that are going to happen there also speak even though each one of them speaks its own story but they also together speak one long story uh, or one big performance uh, throughout the day and um, they just fell right in place i'm looking at the space i'm looking at the different uh, corners of that space at the beauty of that place and every time i look at the place the, the show that should happen there just called me out i didn't have to choose it was choosing uh, the shows i mean the space was choosing the shows it wasn't really me i didn't do much in this <laughs> in this in this job uh, so uh, uh, so, so that was really that was really very um, uh, uh, a very interesting experience for me to see how uh, uh, how this can work. I'm sure it is nothing close to how uh, normal uh, curation works, uh, but I mean it worked for me. I, I, let's see how how it will uh, uh, you know how it will resonate with with the people who will come and attend. Uh, the, the theme of the day, or or the way I looked at it, is is stories and narratives uh, and and how stories and narratives can be uh, pockets and how they can be things that come out of pockets or or we decide to keep in our pockets so to speak um it's it's a theme where uh, for it makes a, bit, a lot of sense to me since i for me the stories are the center of my work but also being in a bookshop and uh, and starting the day with a storytelling performance and then going to uh, a video installation that eventually also leads to a, a, a duo dance performance and ends with a with a musical uh, performance makes me feel that uh, not just the variety but also uh, the the content of those shows are telling their own stories but also telling a story altogether i always think of them as uh, when i when i try to explain them to people i always think of them as being individual beads and in, um, uh, i don't know what they call it the, the, this uh, beads um, like like a let's say like a bracelet or a necklace of beads uh, and uh, and each story alone is a bead of course is a special unique bead but also there is a line there is the thread that is holding them together and that is creating that uh, that uh, storytelling so to speak day uh, in Rustam bookshop Mm-hmm. I mean, Rustam Bookshop is indeed one of the most special places in Cyprus as a whole, and it has its 
own story to tell. So I, I certainly believe you when you say the space <laughs> chose its own shows. And in particular, Rafi, we will return to your relationship with storytelling very soon. But first, there's a question which I'd like to pose to Daria. Um, so Daria, you're currently writing your PhD thesis on war, migration, otherness, and border themes in Turkish Cypriot art. Um, you already explained um, a bit with uh, this concept of intersubjectivity, um, but I'm curious to know further, I mean, Uh, what has your research taught you so far concerning the relationship between conflict transformation and arts and culture? And how do your academic insights reflect to your work in Buffer Fringe Performing Arts Festival? Um, actually, for my, for my master's thesis, when I picked these subjects, um, by communal art project and th their contribution of the reunification of the island. It was very exciting for me because I grew up in a family uh, that believes in peace and reunification. My father was a, he is still a painter and working with Greek Cypriot artists. So I grew up in this and this topic is very important for me, for my life, for my career, let's say. And when I was working on my master's thesis, I noticed that it's very art is very important um, on building something between two communities, like um, working together, doing something together, meeting, producing together is very important. And plus, it's very important to understand, to listen each other and create to see that we have common pains, we have common lives, like intersections, and see that we can live together again. So I was trying to see if art can help to this, if art can be a mean of this because like we have suffered great traumas during migration and war times so we can fix this through art this is my idea yeah absolutely and the literature also suggests that there is a strong relationship between um, arts and culture and peace building and certainly buffer fringe is a living example of that, um, particularly what you have explained um, previously, the fact that the buffer zone will be converted into a common space where different people and with different backgrounds, they will be meeting together. That is already something very exciting and I'm certainly looking forward to it as an outsider. Um, let's return to your genuine relationship with uh, storytelling, Rafi, because you're a Lebanon-based artist, first of all, we have to say that. And um, Lebanon is a complicated political geography with its own divisions as well. You have recently embarked on a journey taking you back to your storytelling roots. How do you make use of storytelling when bringing different communities together in Lebanon and How do you reflect your insights gained from working in Lebanon when working in Buffer Fringe or in Cyprus as a whole? Wow. Do we have like, what, <laughs> seven, eight hours? To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, so so uh, my my um, my my recent focus on narratives and storytelling uh, actually comes from the fact that for me the the, the arts I'm, I'm I'm engaged in as well as the peace building work uh, have both come to a place where narratives is the center of that work. Uh, and and I'm I'm always on the lookout of how do I bring these two fields so to speak together, you know. And uh, and at this point in my life, there there have there have been so many ways I've done that in the past. I think there's gonna be so many ways I'm gonna be doing this in the future. But at this point in my life, it feels that narratives is the connecting point. You see, um, uh, narratives uh, and and stories are uh, are a way to make sense out of things for for humans. Ever since humans existed, they've been telling stories, whether to others or to themselves, in order to make sense out of out of things, in order to understand. Uh, events that happen to them identities uh history etc all, all of these things and uh and and many conflicts and approaches to conflicts whether here in lebanon or anywhere else in the world uh they start uh or, or working with with conflict starts with uh with dialogue or with and in dialogues what we're doing is actually listening to uh people's stories we're listening to how people uh, uh, uh see the conflict and when we see when you talk about perspectives and how people see the conflict differently we're actually talking about what is your narrative of the conflict what is the story from your perspective and uh, or what is the story from your from your side uh, of uh, uh, from, from where you're looking at it so so from that perspective um, i feel that uh, my work is is being um, influenced a lot by 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 the region in which I'm working. So my work, so my, my most recent, so you mentioned Pir Gint of Burj Hamoud. It was all about my stories growing up in a conflicting uh, place while I'm looking for my identity, while I'm trying to understand what does it mean to be Lebanese? What does it mean to be Armenian? What does it mean to be both? So, you know, it doesn't offer any answers. It just offers to put the questions in, in certain narratives. My most recent show that I, I just... Uh, uh, launched in Amsterdam uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago is also similarly about that, but it's also about uh, the idea of home. So, what are the narratives around the concept of home? When you talk about a war stric or civil war stric uh, uh, stricken uh, uh, country like Lebanon, how does that affect your uh, idea or definition or feeling of belonging and home? Uh, and that was also how this new show uh, came to be through stories that I have gone through, and especially in the last couple of years. Um, and similarly, I think the case for for Cyprus. I think uh, I think the, the the conflict in Cyprus, um, with all its nuanced differences than any other conflict in the world, as well as its similarities with all the conflicts in the world, uh, regardless of how we want to look at it or approach it. The starting point will and uh, has to be and will be narratives and stories. You know, when we sit down with the people who were part of that conflict or who are affected by it or who or whose parents have been part of it, uh, uh, on any level of it, whether as people who uh, uh, who have uh, suffered the consequences of it or people who have been part of it or as as like physically part of it or whatever part of or now maybe the new generation who has just born into the. Uh, the, the the split uh, of the north and the south, all of this, when you sit with people and listen to their stories of how they relate to it, this is the starting point. And we cannot decide or we cannot plan or we cannot program anything uh, that has to do with that conflict before we listen to these stories and let these stories tell us how to move forward.
So this is this has been my current uh, relationship with narratives and stories uh, and how I'm looking at them at this point. And this is why I feel they also relate and uh, and how I, I feel they fall in place when it comes to the uh, Buffer Fringe Performing Arts Festival uh, or Cyprus also or, uh, in general, being a country that is so close uh, and having um, uh, like being a neighbor, so to speak, you know, and uh, and having uh, a conflict that can be so similar and so different to ours at the same time. Mm-hmm. Indeed, and I'm looking forward to listening to all these stories and narratives because everybody's interpretation of the war also happens to be very different, and maybe through this way we can understand our commonalities and differences and start accepting each other, uh, which is eventually the power of art but i think in this case like rafi is right especially oral narratives are very important i can see this in cyprus because our parents our like grandparents are always talking about war and migration and they're missing their houses that they left so i mean this is something very important because they are transferring these traumas to us, to next generation, through inter- intergenerational transmission. And this is very, very important, especially oral narratives, art and literature, but especially in oral narratives. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And we're all suffering uh, because of the intergenerational trauma. I think we, I mean, the, the borders are always uh, mental. They're not only physical. And um, these stories that we constantly hear of the other, it really has a certain impact in our lives. And I really hope that initiatives and projects like Buffer Fringe um, and the contribution of insightful artists like you could help us overcome those mental barriers. Um, my final question is maybe related to this in a certain way. Um, and it's, it's addressed to both of you. What kind of an impact do you want to create with your contribution to the Buffer Fringe Performing Arts Festival, which is about all a festival that promotes peace building? Actually, when we look at Cyprus, I think that this island is an island that has surrendered its fate to other countries and other powers over the years and has suffered great traumas. So we still see the traces of this conflict in various forms in people's oral narratives and literature and art. So as someone who researched the details of art in conflict zones and the contribution of art to the peace process, I can observe this very closely. Therefore, remembering that we have common pains confronting them somehow and trying to understand the other are the absolute steps to be taken on the way to a solution, in my opinion. So in this sense, I find the concept of pocket very valuable and I define the pocket as a special area where different ideas will be brought together in order to encounter and the other and to um, reconcile with the other and buffer fringe will help this because i think this is very important and well-established annual festival in terms of both artistic quality and drawing attention to social events this festival stands out 
um, not only because it allows the audience on the island to meet international and Cypriot artists, but also because it gives artists abroad the chance to see and closely question the situation in Cyprus. So this year's theme also bring with it a serious questioning about the situation on the island. Um, and the audience is very important. Their um, input is very important. I mean, I invite everyone to contribute to this discussion and trying to find a solution through art together with artists and curators and um, all Buffer Finch team. Mm -hmm. I, I always let uh, Daria go before me because I cheat, you know, I hear her answers and then I get, uh, I get to <laughs> devise me and, and I get some more time also. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> I, said, I write my answer here and then I read it, you know. <laughs> The fact that the buffer fringe itself, the buffer, the, the festival itself is a pocket, you know, is a pocket. I see it as a pocket in itself. It creates this third space in which people from all walks and all parts of the of, of any divide can actually meet. They can actually, you know, cross the uh, the buffer zone in order to go check out a performance. And maybe with time we are normalizing uh, that uh, that crossing instead of making it, as you said, uh, a barrier in people's minds. You know, maybe ha hoping and trying to remove this um, mind barrier, uh, even though it's also physical, but uh, I think the stronger barrier or the bigger barrier is the one that the physical has created in our minds. So maybe one of the impacts I would like uh, to contribute to, I don't think I will be able to do it myself, but I would like to contribute to, would be to minimize uh, the height or the strength of this wall that we have built in our minds uh, in between uh, the North and the South. Uh, uh, this is, uh, and, and of course, I'm not just talking about uh, crossing uh, uh, the the buffer zone, but also being in the buffer zone itself is also a third space experience, a, a liminal space experience, and a pocket experience that I would uh, I would like to contribute to, and I would like to be part of when having people experience such a liminal space, when having people go through uh, uh, an experience uh, like that. You would go through when you are. Uh, in a buffer zone so uh so yeah these are these are my hopes uh, i'm sure that uh, uh i will be uh, i mean these are big dreams if i contribute to them one percent i would feel that uh, my job uh, or my dream of of the impact uh on or in <laughs> cyprus through the buffer fringe festival would would have been achieved mm -hmm. Need and I hope that um, we will eventually be able to minimize the strength of the wall that we not only built in this island or the ones before us that they built, but I hope that we'll also be able to minimize the strength of the walls that are inside us, which are consequences of this political situation or are maybe consequences because of the personal that we are going through. And I hope that after this festival, um, we will be able to reconcile with, with that other, which is not only the ethnic other, but also this other inside us. I, I hope it, but we will see. In any case, <laughs> dear Rafi, dear Daria, thank you very much for accompanying me today in this very special final episode of Sesta Buffer Fringe Special Series. Speaking with you has been enlightening, and I look forward to participating to the ninth edition of the Buffer Fringe Performing Arts Festival on 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. Dear listeners, for more information on the festival, please visit the festival's webpage and its social media pages. Thank you for listening.
Please feel free to like, comment or share this 11th episode of Sesta Bufferfin special series and Island Talks and follow us on social media. Stay healthy, stay with peace and stay tuned. The first trilingual podcast station of Cyprus, Island Talks, open, diverse, free.